we're playing a game called Stump the Pastor. They've got questions. They're going to ask me. If they stump me, they get a point, which might be very easy. I don't know. So it's multiple choice. All right. So I've gotten through all the easy ones because I didn't want to give you the easy ones to start with. I'm giving you medium, and I'm going to go to the harder ones after that. On which sea did Jesus' early disciples fish? Was it the Baltic Sea, the Black Sea, the Sea of Galilee, or the Red Sea? Galilee. That was correct. Woo. All right. So, which of these sold his birthright for a bowl of stew? Was it... Esau. Adam, Esau, Jacob, or Joseph? Esau. That was correct. The Johannine epistles refers to letters written by whom? John. Obviously. (laughs) Okay. All right. Here's another one. What was the name of Abraham's firstborn son? Was it Benjamin, Isaac, Misak, or Ishmael? I, oh, wait, hang on. Ishmael. Yes, it was Ishmael. Technically the firstborn, it just wasn't Abraham and Sarah. Right. All right. See, that one got a little bit harder. Yeah, well, you threw me for a loop there. Oh, here we go. Uh, which of these do scholars believe was the fruit that Eve... And then Adam ate in the garden. Was it an apple, a breadfruit, a pomegranate, or none of these? None of these. There's no way we can... Scholars can't... None? Yeah, it was none of these. Okay, all right. (laughs) So I guess maybe there's a prophetic word that makes you think of something. All right. Which of these was not one of the original 12 disciples? Was it James the Greater, Judas, Paul, or Thomas? James. Incorrect. It was Paul that was not one of the original oh, 12 what's, disciples. What's wrong with me? Yes. All right, Casey gets a point because I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure where my head was on that one. That's because I was like, well, there's the Gospel of Thomas, and then there's the... James was his brother. I can't remember if it was that James or the other James. Wasn't even paying attention to the fact that you said Paul. Yes, I know. That's why it was great. (laughs) There's a man on a lawnmower that just drove by. (laughs) All right, here's another one. While we're still giving Olivia time to search for questions. Yep, still struggling to find Um, anything. What was the last word in the Bible? Was it amen, faith, God, or people? Amen. That's correct. It's the end of John's letter to everybody. And he ends with a blessing on those who read it. All right. Who was Jacob's father-in-law who tricked him into marrying the wrong sister? Was it... Laban. Ishmael, Laban, Melchizedek, or Lot? Melchizedek, first off. Oh, fine. Laban was the answer. Fine. (laughs) Feeling pretty good right now. I mean, I got him on one. You got me on a on a. It was one. I'm taking one. For getting that one wrong, I just wasn't paying attention. All right. To where was Jonah trying to sail instead of going to Nineveh as God commanded? Was it Gath, Joppa, Sidon, or Tarshish? Tarshish. Yeah, it was Tarshish. Ooh, here we go. 
Which book of the Bible does not mention God? Was it Job, Esther, Numbers, or Obadiah? Obadiah's a prophet, so it's not him. Numbers was more historical. But no, it wouldn't mention it. Job or what? Job or Esther. So Esther is an anomaly in many ways, but so is Job. Job, however, reflects upon God. So it's got to be Esther. Esther? That was correct. Woo! Okay, how many questions have you asked? Eight. So let's get them to ten, and then you do ten. Cool. So two questions. So which of these is not one of the twelve tribes of Israel? Is it Asher, Dan, Jesse, or Simeon? Jesse. Yep. Thanks, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat Musical. (laughs) Asher, Dan. One final question for Casey. Then he's asked ten. He has one point. I have eight. Will he get two points before his turn is up? The Virgin Mary's Song of Praise, the Magnificent, or the Magnificat? Magnificat. The Magnificent is the dream world on Earthbound. Oh, sorry. My bad. Anyway, (laughs) echoes one sung by which Old Testament heroine? Mary. Is it Hannah? No, it's Mary's Song of Praise. Well, yeah, Echoes which sung by which Old Testament heroine? Is it Hannah, Miriam, Sarah, or Zipporah? It's Miriam. Excuse me, not Mary. That was incorrect. Uh, it was Hannah. 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 Yeah, because Hannah wants to have the wanted a kid, and then okay. I was thinking Miriam because so they both spontaneously erupt. In I got two stumps. All right. One for a trick question and one for... I was going to say Hannah, but then I was like, Miriam was in my mind first. <gasps> so it must have been Miriam, but it was not. Our poor cameras. It's, all, right. <laughs> all right. All right. Casey has two points. I have eight points. Let's try Olivia's ten questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. From what kind of lumber did Noah build the ark? Oak, cherry, elm, or gopher? Gopher. When Aaron put his rod inside the tabernacle, what grew on it? Olives, almonds, moss, or figs? Almonds. Okay. In an allegory, Isaiah prophesies that Israel would become desolate even as a tree that brings forth wild blank will be allowed to be destroyed. Almonds, olives, figs, or grapes? Say it again. In an allegory, Isaiah prophesied that Israel would become desolate, even as a tree that brings forth wild almonds, olives, figs, or grapes, will be allowed to be destroyed. I'm going to say figs based on Jesus cursing a fig tree. Isaiah prophesied that Israel would become desolate, even as a tree that brings forth wild grapes, will be allowed to be tree. destroyed. Grape trees? <laughs> so I get Hang one on. point. You got it wrong. I get Hang one on point. Hang on a second. What happened when Moses cast a tree into the waters of Mara? The water dissolved the tree completely. The children of Israel were able to use the tree as a bridge. The tree caught fire. Or the waters were made. The, water, the waters were made. The waters were made 
what? Sweet. The yes. waters were made. The waters sweet. were made sweet. Sorry, I didn't. Say that. <laughs> I was like, another word on another line. Moses made the waters. <laughs> I was like, it turns sweet or bitter. I'm just waiting to hear which one it went. Yeah. All right. The okay. Pharisees ridiculed Christ because his disciples plucked and ate blank on the Sabbath. Figs, oranges, corn, or plums. I wouldn't say any of those are right, but corn would be the most accurate. It was like wheat or something, wasn't it? Okay. What plant did Rachel beg of her sister Leah because it was said to help with fertility? Mandrakes. Yes, that is the first option. <laughs> what did Jacob give Esau in exchange for his birthright? Incense of cinnamon, an elixir of lavender, a drink of mint, or some pottage of lentils? It's soup, but what were the four options? Incense of cinnamon, an elixir of lavender, a drink of mint, or a pottage of lentils. It would have to be lentils, right? That's the only this, soup one. This, they're reading into a few things on this particular <laughs> online quiz here. Whose space. spirit did the witch of Endor supposedly raise? Samuel. You thought you were doing Star Wars and I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, where did David fight and kill Goliath? Uh, Bethlehem, Mount Sinai, the Valley of Elah, or the Valley of Megiddo? I probably... Last one up. <laughs> it's... Uh, Megiddo. M-E-G-I-D-D-O. Oh, Megiddo? Yeah, Megiddo. Mm. Okay, say it again. The four, four places. Bethlehem, Mount Sinai, the Valley of Elah, or the Valley of Megiddo? Megiddo is fun. Megiddo. Yeah. Okay, so it's not Mount Sinai. Part of me wants to say Bethlehem, but that doesn't seem right. Valley of E L L what? Elah. Elah. E L A H. So L in Hebrew is God. So that could I don't know what Elah means, but it could be. Reference to the false gods. I didn't realize this was actually hard. Would be, and the last one was Megiddo was a plane. Probably not having a battle just out in the middle of nowhere. So is Bethlehem or Elon? But a valley doesn't seem right. Bethlehem. You are incorrect. It was the Valley of Elah. Dang it! Second point. <laughs> Boom. All right, you guys are tied. Wait, wait. I have one. I have one more question. This is your final question. You guys are tied one. if you don't. If oh, you there's don't only get two it. questions left here, and I'm pretty sure they're both too too easy. Hmm. Dun. Was there any up here you skipped? No. Okay. Well, besides one that I answered, but. If I answer them, then he knows it. Yeah, that's fair. All right, we're just going to go for this. I'm sure it's easy, but we can leave it on a tie if need be. Which of these is the shortest book of the Old Testament? Jeremiah, Jonah, Micah, or Obadiah? Obadiah. Yeah! Woo! Okay. So, tiebreaker, want to do the last one on the thing? Because it's the last one? But it's so easy. <laughs> it's... 
<laughs> sure. Which is the shortest book in the New Testament? I don't know how this makes it a tiebreaker, though. I don't know. Yeah. If he gets stumped, we win. I don't know. Anyway, um, is it Third John? Is it Jude? Is it Revelation? Or is it Titus? Pretty sure it's Jude. That's what I was going to say, too. Is that your final answer? Nope. Third, Third John. John. Third ah, John darn. was my other option. Isn't that- Third John is basically like, hey, how you doing? See you later. (laughs) All right, today we bring in our own resident scientist who lives nowhere within our residence, but on the other side of the planet. She has time traveled to speak to us six hours ahead. What is the future like, Erin? It's dark. It's dark. It's it's (laughs) 8.30. Excellent. Well, uh, Aaron, if you don't know, is a part of the Jackson Network and uh, runs our podcast that uh, brings kind of the, the intersection of faith and science to life. And she is a environmental scientist. She's got the degree and everything, so she's legit. And now she's going to legit our faces off with some talk about things that terrify Casey. Sun, sun, baby. Face bathing. What was that? Forest 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 bathing. bathing. Yes, there we go. Take take us into to what we're talking about, and we'll find spiritual application along the way. (laughs) So, how about we just start with the concept of being outside? Let's just start with that. Whoa! I don't like outside. Nerds, Aaron. Yep. I'm a vampire. Olivia has plants. very pale she is you don't get this pale by being in the sun she used to be on this side and we had to move her because she was too pale for the window erin too yeah pale and for the window. All, all three of you look very stressed so you clearly need more time outside <laughs> no i just bring the outside inside well no. that's that's still part of the benefit but you need to actually exercise it's good for you i'm so sorry and that interview is over. It's been fun. See, everybody's got a thing. We've nailed Jamin's. It's he doesn't want me to tell him to eat less meat. Olivia does not like it when I tell her to go outside. Casey, it's a matter of time, my friend. A matter I mean, of time. It, it'll happen. It'll be by the end of this episode when you tell him to forest bathe and he doesn't know what that means. So. <laughs> to be fair, I am allergic to grass and like multiple different types of trees. So there's a reason I don't go outside. You can approach um, ocean or water dreaming because you live near the lakes. So we'll do it's similar to that. Anyway, so I was just like, go, as human beings, we should in like engage with the world around us. And some of us prefer to do that with a screen. And some of us prefer to go out and touch things because we don't have allergy problems and it's okay. Uh, That's fire. Yeah. But it as but we are part of a community and we are tactile as like we've got like fingerprints that help us grip things and feel things very nicely. So going outside where you could argue that is our natural environment is good for us. There's many physiological and psychological benefits to just going outside for one. Like like I say, it's good for your health. But sitting just like among like trees or like uh, open plain or next to the shoreline helps reduce blood pressure, regulates pulse and heartbeat. So it's overall good for your circular system. 
you're allergic to so many types of trees because you don't go outside enough. I'm guessing that's not true. Nerd allergies. <laughs> Nerd allergies. Well, it's also like, um, if you, you've heard a lot of people say, oh, I was allergic to cats, but then we bought cats and my allergies went away. So your constant exposure to that actually boosts your immune system and then you no longer have problems with cat, cat allergies. The same thing goes for just like being outside. You're constantly exposed to like pollen and different types of like smells and microbes that it will boost your immune system and it helps your body be more resistant to disease. Being outside will help you with weight loss. Research suggests that people who spend time outside have a lower risk of obesity because they have more physical activity. So even if you're just like walking around, it's better for you to do that. So say I were to sleep outside on a regular basis, would I be skinnier? Probably. Time. Okay. I'm only saying this because you're probably going to be more cold at night because you're outside. You're not in with all of the heating. So your body is going to spend more of your fat reserves in order to maintain your body heat. And that would probably make you lose weight. So, yeah. Well, then I just need to sleep more cold. Maybe your wife probably has something to say about that. Um, I was going to say, I know your wife, and she would not be on board with that. No, she wouldn't. But if she knew how attractive I would be. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Move on. When I say that, I also mean it takes over a long period of time. I like, mean, those are just... Two days. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Years? Years, Years. even. Um, like, those are just three things that, it, like, physically helps you. But for, like, our friends who are maybe more of a creative type it'll help create like increase your creativity so when you get off off like screens and you go outside and you like take a walk you you your brain function starts to increase and you're kind of just like turned off you're not focusing on so hard on many so many things like when we're using when we're using screens or like when we're talking to people online our brains are working harder than normal like right now because I have to read all of your like minutia of body language which is harder on a screen as it is in real person see I don't know what that means <laughs> are you starting a wave what is happening uh, so we're never bored when we don't have a phone so if we go outside without our phones that we're not playing on them uh, boredom occurs and that actually increases creativity so, like, sometime, just, like, being outside, enjoying the outdoors. Although, that would be worse for me, because I don't find the outdoors boring. But I'm also not super creative, so there you go. Uh <laughs> okay, but I just saw, like, a trailer for a movie where they put their phones away on vacation for 10 days, and aliens attacked, and they didn't know. And Aaron, I, I need to be aware... <laughs> Were, were they on a deserted island? Because if aliens were attacking, they would have known. No, these little puffballs started ending up in their house, and they, they turn on the phone, and they're like, oh, it's aliens. So, I don't know, I only saw a trailer. Anyway, so it increases your creativity. It uh, helps you be more psychologically resistant, because you're, like, tuning in with the natural, like, circadian rhythm of nature. And, like, your human relationships improve, because, like, 
when you're outside, you're usually doing it to have a good time and you're having time with your friends or you're going outside to calm down and relax. And that improves your mood and overall well-being with your family. I don't know why I said that because now it feels like I'm saying something, but I'm not. It's <laughs> <laughs> just overall with new people. Too late now. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, like good things happen when you go outside. Which awesome. kind of makes sense. Like from, a, I, I mean, at least when I think of anytime I like walk through a forest or if I'm up in my cabin or uh, anything like that. Like I, if I'm alone and I do that, I typically kind of like run into these God moments. Can't tell you how many songs I've written that are about like finding God in nature. Likewise, I think you see similar things within the Bible. So there is something just about like being in nature that I find spiritual to, to some extent. Likewise, yeah. I, I don't know. It is just, it continues to get your attention and make you realize the greatness of God. For me, that's that's a lot of what it does. While I become skinny at the same time. So, like I said, there's physical benefits, but there are like spiritual benefits of just being outdoors and having a time. So, it, on the air environment, we've discussed this a multitude of ways, like how there's like basically three whole chapters of Job is God just being out there being like, look at all this cool stuff I made. Look at how cool nature is. And if you look at nature, it has all of the same like shapes. It's very like curvy. Everything mathematically is proportioned. Well, like leaves are pretty symmetrical and that's super desirable as human beings to see those things, but it all just fits within itself. And, like, God did that. Like, he made a way for nature around it to fit around him, and then we fit around that. It's wonderful, and I love it. Um, And just, like, going outside and seeking that, it's like a big giant chapel, and it's everywhere, and you don't have to worry about where the building is. Yeah. I mean, the whole start of the Bible, of course, starts with the creation of nature, and then... And then the finding God within very lush kind of nature in the garden and whatnot. So it's not all that shocking that you would think that this would play a huge part. And I like, I think like even like today, like the rate at which we find ourselves outdoor at all, you know, like how many neighbors do people know these days? Uh, as opposed to when I was growing up, back in my day, Olivia, we knew like everybody on the street. And then... Like today, it took me you knew a long... everybody's kids on the street. Yeah, but now, like today, it takes you a long time just to learn the person who has a shared driveway with you, you know, or the person across your apartment because we tend to not come out, so it becomes difficult to create community without mm-hmm. any kind of outdoors whatsoever, you know. And I think Corona has shown us just how good we are yeah. at being inside. <laughs> Well, God also tells us to come to him with the wonder of, like, a child. And I don't know about you, but there's nothing more satisfying than seeing, like, like, because I know Jamin's kids, just, like, seeing them, like, embrace something natural or not embrace it in the case of some toads I've pushed on some children. Like, but, but there's always, like wonder in their eye like this is amazing i hate it it's amazing <laughs> like 
that that kind of expression is like that's not that I hate it part, but like the thing when I want to be outside is I feel I feel that within myself. Like this is amazing. I cannot believe I'm here. I can't believe this exists. Like it's just a wonder at what our God does and is. So I know you're gonna take us to into forest bathing. Have you just have you just now described this or? Uh, in a, in a way. So. So we we as like English speakers call it forest bathing, but there's actually because we steal everything from Japan. It's a Japanese practice called uh, shi shinrin yoku, which literally translates to forest bathing. Um, and it's taken it's been just I didn't hear about it till I moved here because I work for a conservation charity and let's face it, everybody does it and then people talk about it and then we send emails asking what it is. So that like. It's it's just like a a means of going out into like the woods or you could do it in any natural environment and just absorbing what's around you and like thinking about like things greater than you are and, you know, just like just sitting in it and listening to it or or you don't even have to sit. So like you the point is to not take your phone, but you don't even have to sit. You can just like wander around. I love a good wander. So I've learned lately is that I do not know how to hike anywhere with a destination in mind because it's very hard and terrible. So we hiked up a mountain a couple weeks ago and uh, my partner, my, my husband, he was like, oh, well, I'm we're, we're all just going to get to the top and we've got six hours to do it. And I was like, but no, there's some moss here. No joke. I stopped for 10 minutes to look at moss or... <laughs> I was like, oh, what are all these, like, brown flowers? I think it's this bog flower. And everyone's like, cool. And they kept walking. But but not to say that <laughs> you enjoy it. Because when you reach the pinnacle, like, that's when they take it in. And I'm more just like, oh, look at this stone. Um, so everyone takes it in differently. But, um, but, but I just, like, wandering around, just absorbing what's there. Or maybe you go to a destination and you, like, like the people who reach the top. And they just, like, absorb everything that they can see. You just you just take it in and like relax and think about like Jesus. <laughs> so in other words, what you're saying is you enjoyed the journey, whereas in they were more enjoying the destination. Yes, I call them destination walkers. <laughs> okay, well today Aaron's taught us a lot about how to lose weight by sleeping outside or making your wife freeze. Uh, she's also taught us things. That we can't repeat and edit it out, to be honest. So, with all that being <laughs> so accurate, I think though. that was Casey's fault, though, not yeah. Aaron's. No, I'm not just kidding. Again. <laughs> what? My fault? Yeah, it was. It's true. But uh, you know, this is Aaron's second episode with us as a resident scientist. But she's a part of the Jackson Cloud Network. She does again our podcast called the Air Environment, which is the intersection between faith and science here on the Jackson Cloud. And uh, that comes out usually every other Thursday. So make sure you learn more about it. Look for the Air Environment on whatever podcast app you use, or you can just find it at jacksoncloud.com slash airenvironment. So with that, Aaron, thanks for giving us a little piece of nature to stand upon. <laughs> You're welcome. To bathe upon in. To bathe upon in. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
While the earth might be glorious, it cannot contain you and all your splendor, your mercy and your grace. The heavens and the wonder, the sparkling gems above, are nowhere near enough to proclaim your awesome love. You are more than the heavens can bear, than angels of men can compare. And everything that's inside us calls out for the more. So we're raising our praises to heaven's great door. While the firmament spectacular stars are not intense enough to sing the wonder of the father's great romance but we raise our voices higher and give you all we are we see your face smiling as we dream in your heart 